The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, broken, ain't a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad day, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. Another pod. Everybody's talking about it. They just won't admit it. You know, the story today that got me was this Astros press conference down in Florida at spring training that was just absolutely pathetic. The Astros owner, Jim Crane, and then new manager, Dusty Baker, and then players, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman, talked to the media. But what did they really say about the team's thievery and sign-stealing scandal that dominated the headlines this offseason? And, of course, they cheated in the World Series to win the World Series. They cheated. The Red Sox cheated. Hints cheated. All the players cheated. The GM cheated. I say Crane cheated. The Red Sox cheated. Alex Cora was on the Astros at the time. He cheated. Then he cheated in Boston. I say the Boston GM cheated. I say the Boston ownership cheated. I say the Boston players cheated. I say they don't deserve their World Series win in 18 because they're all a bunch of lying thieves as well and scum. And the Astros and Red Sox should both have their World Series titles stripped from them. All of the Red Sox fans can kiss my ass six ways till Sunday with their BS. And the Astros are simply the leaders of this whole thing. They were the tipping point. They started this and they're still trying to talk their way out of it. It really is unbelievable. Crane, the owner, said, quote, I want to say again how sorry our team is for what happened. How does my ass sound? He said, I want to repeat that this will never happen again on my watch. Yeah, like we're supposed to trust you, you liar. Baseball called the scandal a player-driven scheme. Crane said of the players, these are a great group of guys who did not receive proper guidance from their leaders. I mean, how absolutely gullible does this guy think we are? They're a great group of guys 
who are a bunch of thieves and liars and cheaters and hacks. They did it. It was a player-driven scheme. They orchestrated it. They planned it. They executed it. They did it. And because of it, they were able to know every single pitch that was coming. Therefore, they were able to hit home runs, doubles, triples, singles. They were able to do everything because they knew what the pitch was that was coming on every single pitch of every single game, which is absolutely the worst cheating scandal ever. I mean, it is unbelievable. A great group of guys. How about a bunch of felons? How about a bunch of absolute, just the worst human beings on earth? I mean, if you're an athlete and you're involved in something like this, you are nothing. You are a cheater. You're a liar. You're a thief. You're scum. You couldn't do it the right way. You had to cheat to win your title. You had to cheat to win your ring. You're a phony. No one respects you. I know now that Jose Altuve, that little five-foot bitch, is not the player that we think he is. He had all those big numbers because he knew what pitch was coming. I do not believe he is this great Major League Baseball player. He is a player making tons of money because he cheats and knows what pitches are coming all season long. So his numbers are through the roof. If you make it to the major leagues and you've been through since high school, college, and the minor leagues and make it to the majors, you obviously have talent. You do not make the major leagues unless you're a mega talented star player at all levels. And if when you are there, you are receiving contracts worth hundreds of millions of dollars, whatever it is. I mean, players are now making up to $300 million. Some of them, the best players in the game, are getting outrageous long-term contracts that we've never seen before. And guys like Altuve, who've won MVPs and everything else, are making money that you'll never see in your lifetime. But the fact that he's getting that money based on his stacked numbers, which are all questionable. His numbers are a lie. I do not believe for one minute that he hits those power numbers, those home run numbers, those RBIs, those doubles, those triples. His hitting for average, his slugging percentage, to me, is all a crock of shack. And you know what that means. How about these two, Altuve and Bregman? They both made a statement, but they're both such wuss bags that they wouldn't take questions from the media. That means you're a wussy. When you are afraid to take questions from the media, it's because you are guilty. When you're guilty, you do not want to answer questions about how much of a thief you are and a liar and a hack and a cheat. Only people that have the stones to face the music are people that you can even remotely try to forgive or respect. I do not respect Jose Altuve ever again. To me, he should be in the circus. He's the perfect size for that, and you can quote me on that. They could throw him through the air and catch him in a net. Fans would come from all over the world to see the flying little man fly through the air out of a cannon and be caught in a net with gorgeous women helping him out of the net, and then he could be eaten by a lion. I mean, honest to God, how did this guy make it to the show and get these contracts and numbers? It's because he cheats. 
Bregman, another guy with gigantic numbers. It really is unbelievable. He issued a statement. Here's what he said. I'm really sorry about the choices that were made by my team, by the organization, and by me. I've learned from this, and I hope to regain the trust of baseball fans. Good luck with that. You are scum. You're a liar. No one will ever believe you again. We know that you cheat. We know that you're a phony. We know that your big gigantic numbers and contract is also a lie. You do not deserve that money. You do not deserve that ring. You do not deserve that championship. Fans will never trust you again. Only the loser fans in Houston will cheer you on because they have nothing better to do than cheer on their home team. They don't even care if the home team cheats because they know they got a championship out of it even though you cheated to win the championship. I listen to other hosts on Sports Grid try to sell me that the Red Sox aren't the problem, that they didn't cheat. Alex Cora cheated. I don't believe that for one minute. He cheated. So did the whole team. They cheated to win their World Series. And then these same loser tool hosts say that the Yankees are to blame and that the Yankees are on steroids. How absolutely pathetic are you as a human being to deflect your guilt in your crimes on other people that are unproven that have nothing to do with the sign stealing scandals in Houston and Boston. Alex Cora got fired because he's a lying cheat. It had nothing to do with the New York Yankees other than they played the Red Sox and every time they played them they were being cheated on. We know now that the Yankees lost in 17 to the Astros in the playoffs because the Astros cheated. They knew all the signs. They know that they play the Red Sox all season long and every time they played them in their World Series year and they had a great year, it's losses because of cheating, not because they beat you. They won because they cheated and that is all there is to it. Altuve talked a little bit more about everything and I heard all of that I can take. Here's what he said. I want to say that the whole Astros organization and the team feels bad about what happened in 2017. We especially feel remorse for the impact on the fans and the game of baseball. And our team is determined to move forward. I'll bet they're determined to move forward because they don't want this hanging over their heads or in their ass. It's unbelievable. Here we go. Let's look at the career numbers for Bregman. Bregman, 517 games played, over 1,900 at-bats, over 345 runs, over 545 hits, 320 RBIs, 285 walks. 317 strikeouts, 99 home runs, and a career 286 average. I'd love to see his stats. In 2017, he hit 284 with 19 home runs, and he drove in 71 runs. Then they went up even more. In 2018, he had 103. RBIs. In 2019, he had 112 RBIs. His numbers kept soaring because the Astros kept cheating. And that's all there is to it. I want to look at Altuve's stats. His numbers are gigantic. 
Look at 2017. Altuve hit 346. He had 81 RBIs. He had 24 home runs. He's 5'6 and 165 pounds soaking wet. He was making $4.5 million per year in 2017. Now he's making five times that. The guy in 2018 hit 316 with 13 home runs and 61 RBIs. Then he hit 298 last year with 31 home runs, the most home runs he's ever hit, and 74 RBIs. Prior to the World Series year, he had in 2016 96 RBIs and hit 338. They were probably cheating then too. Don't tell me this just started in 2017 when they suddenly won the World Series. They came out of nowhere. I'm assuming that the, I think every player on the team is a liar. All the former players that narked him out, they are wonderful people. They admitted that the team cheats. Why is anyone believing anything that comes out of the owner's mouth or the player's mouth of the Houston Astros or the Boston Red Sox? They are all massive liars and the worst people in the world. They deserve death. I believe they should be electrocuted. I believe they should be injected. I believe they should be put in prison forever. I believe they should have their World Series championships and rings stripped from them. I believe they should have to go to work every single day naked. They should not be allowed to wear clothes or eat food again. They should live with dogs or chickens and pens. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. 
So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So more players from the Astros were made available later in the morning at the team's clubhouse. Yuri Gurriel said, quote, no one put a gun to our head and it'd be a lie to say that one or two people are responsible, end quote. He and George Springer both said, quote, we are all responsible, end quote. Springer said Carlos Beltran and former Astros bench coach Alex Cora, the two people singled out by baseball's investigation, as the ringleaders in 2017, quote, were great to us, end quote. Justin Verlander, who joined the Astros in August of 2017, said he wishes he had done more to try to stop what was happening. Yeah, the problem is he didn't. Verlander said he wishes he had done more, but he didn't. He didn't do anything. He said, quote, once I spent some time and understood what was happening, I wish I had said more. I can't go back and reverse my decision. I wish I had said more and I didn't. End quote. That was Verlander. Look, I'm just glad Verlander actually is getting Kate Upton's leg. I mean, honest to God, how smoking hot is that chick? Like, I really don't care if Justin Verlander was part of the cheating scandal. He couldn't have been really involved because he wasn't hitting. He wasn't the one stealing signs. He was the one pitching and he was going home and tapping that. I mean, honest to God, is there anyone hotter than her? Seriously, in the world. Like, people are always saying Giselle Budgeon, you know, Brady's wife. But I think Kate Upton blows her out of the water. What an amazing hot smoke show she is with just an absolutely phenomenal body. I say that with all respect and bad intention. I mean, to tell you, Verlander has to be the luckiest guy in the world. I blame nothing on Justin Verlander because of that peace he's getting at home. I mean, honest to God, I'm jealous of him. That's all there is to it. Dusty Baker said he hopes his players will be forgiven by fans and other players. No one's going to forgive them. He said, quote, I asked the baseball world to forgive them for the mistakes that they made, end quote. I mean, I'm going to puke, Dusty. Honestly, stop being a kiss ass because you just got that job. Dusty's my boy. I've been friends with him for a long time, but really it's pathetic what he just said. Fans should have the right everywhere this entire season and moving forward to shame them, to publicly humiliate them, and to abuse them verbally at ballparks. Every time you play the Astros and they are in your ballpark where you live and against your team, whether it's the Yankees, whether it's the Cubs, whether it's whoever, interleague player otherwise, if they're playing your club in your town, you should be booing them and blowing them heat. Because they are all a bunch of cheats and liars. And they deserve no mercy. For what? Why should we feel sorry for them? They won a phony, fake, contrived, cheated World Series. They did not earn it. They stole it by cheating. Jim Crane, the pathetic owner, again said that last month after baseball released his findings and punished the organization for the sign-stealing scheme, apologized and vowed that it'll never happen on his watch. He pointed out that he went beyond baseball's decision to suspend Hinch and the GM by firing both men. And Crane said he agreed the players should not be punished. He called them, quote, a great group of guys and didn't get the proper guidance from Hinch or the GM. 
he was asked whether the Astros should keep their championship and pointed out that baseball made it clear that Houston would be keeping the title and that he agreed with the decision. Quote, our opinion is that this did not impact the game. We had a good team. We won the World Series and we'll leave it at that. End quote. No, we won't leave it at that. You ass hat. You are embarrassing. You're a tool. You're an idiot. You're a moron. No one is going to let it go. You did not have a good team. You had a cheating team. You won the World Series. My ass. You did not win. You cheated to win. We'll leave it at that. My ass. We're not leaving anything. It didn't impact the game. My ass. It impacted every inning and every pitch of every game. You ass hat again. I say ass hat. You are the biggest asshat ever. He said that the Astros, quote, cannot change the actions of the past, but are fully committed in moving forward in the right way, end quote. You're a liar. No one believes you. No one wants to believe you. No one will ever believe you. You are filthy. You are dirty. I have no reason to ever believe a word that comes out of your fat face again. I do not want to live next door to you. I do not want to go to games in your ballpark. I do not want to ever be part of anything where money is exchanged, where I am giving you in any capacity money, money for tickets, money for food, money for jerseys or merchandise, or to ever walk into your cheating ballpark again in Houston. I want nothing to do with you because you are a felony. Crane was asked by reporters about speculation that the Astros wore buzzers under their uniforms in 2019 to steal signs, which has been reported. Baseball said there's no evidence that buzzers were used. He said, quote, Crane, I truly believe there were no buzzers and I don't even know where that came from, end quote. It came from the fact that you are a bunch of cheaters. So if you were capable of stealing a World Series victory and a World Series championship, why the Pharrell would you not be capable of having buzzers under jerseys to know what the pitches were? You cheated before. You cheated before that. You cheated after that. You've cheated all the way up until now. You got busted and that's why you have finally stopped cheating and now you're suddenly coming up with all your crappy excuses that you're moving forward. We're not moving forward. We don't want to move forward. I don't want to listen to you anymore. Asked whether the Astros cheated when they used video to seal signs in 2017. Great said, quote, we broke the rules. You can phrase that any way you want. End quote. You sure did break the rules, Mr. Crane. You are a tool. You are a crane. You're a bird. You're flying through the air with all of your BS, crapping all over cars, crapping all over sidewalks, crapping all over fans, crapping all over baseball, crapping all over everything. You are a giant bird crapping everywhere, in the ocean, on grass. It does not matter. When you are at the game, I don't want to be there because you are bad luck because you're such a thief. Aroldis Chapman of the Yankees was part of the Yankees team that lost to the Astros in the 2017 ALCS. In the final game of the 2019 ALCS, Chapman threw an off-speed pitch that Altuve hit for a series-ending walk-off home run. As Altuve rounded the third base, he clutched to the collar of his shirt, yelling at teammates to not rip off his jersey. Actions that have since raised speculation about whether he may have been wearing some kind of a wire or buzzer that tipped him off to identify the forthcoming pitch. Chapman said today, 
that he bore the responsibility for the result and he was the pitcher who threw the ball. When pressed, he added with a hint of a smile, quote, I've seen that video. A lot of people have seen that video. It's a popular video right now. And yeah, if you look at his actions, they look a little suspicious. At the end of the day, I just don't know. I can't tell you if he had the sign or didn't have the sign. I don't know. That's a question for him and for those guys. I just don't know. Chapman added, a lot of people are disappointed with the situation. That's why the commissioner did an investigation. Hopefully, they take the right actions. I just feel that they put baseball in a bad spot. A lot of people have suffered because of it, because of what they did and what came out of it. In the aftermath of the discipline handed down to the Astros for the sign stealing, C.C. Sabathia and Tanaka have said they felt cheated out of the opportunity to play in the 2017 World Series. Chapman said, I believe so too. It was very close. Going back to 2017 with everything, all the details that have come out, it was the extra edge that allowed them to move on. End quote. That's exactly what happened. The Yankees were cheated. The Astros cheated. That's why they won the series. They knew all of the pitches that were coming. Chapman complimented former Astros player Marwin Gonzalez for his recent apology. Chapman said, I got to say, for Marwin to take that step takes a lot. To come out and apologize to everybody publicly, it takes courage to do that. That's an example for all those guys. At the end of the day, the findings of the investigation are there. There's no hiding about that. I think they should follow his steps and take some actions. At the end of the day, you really have to apologize to the fans. They're the ones watching and seeing everything that has developed. You put baseball in a bad spot, and it's time to take some actions and some responsibility. Chapman was less forgiving on Jim Crane's assertion that it had nothing to do with winning the championship. Chapman said, I disagree with that. When you know the signs and you know what's coming, especially at this level of baseball, we have some of the most talented baseball players in the world as hitters. If they have an edge, an advantage in knowing what's coming, it's going to make them stronger. Is that the sole reason they won the World Series? I don't know. But what can I say that when you have an advantage like that, it's definitely going to make you a stronger team. Gee, you think? I mean, this is unbelievable. Second graders could figure this out. If the team that's hitting knows what the pitch is going to be when it's pitched to the batter, and the batter knows exactly what pitch is coming, the batter knows how to react to that pitch. If it's a fastball, he jumps on it. If it's a slider, what to do. If it's a cutter, what to do. If it's a changeup, what to do. If it's a split finger fastball, what to do. It doesn't matter. If they know the pitch, if it's a change, they know what to do to stay back, to pounce on it, to crank the fastball, to go full throttle. They know exactly what to do when they know exactly what pitch is coming. I mean, this is stuff that a second grader could figure out. Honestly, like they're acting like this is some kind of cancer research or brain surgery or figuring out how to, you know, survive on Mars. I mean, my God. If you know what the pitch is, you're going to know how to hit it. I mean, Altuve hitting walk-off home runs left and right. I don't believe for one minute anything that comes out of that little dude's mouth. And you can hear me all the way until the cows come home. I'm never changing my opinion. I've never bought ever how that guy puts up those numbers. I've always believed he was either juiced 
or something wasn't right. I've never seen a guy that small hit the ball that far or hit the ball that hard or drive the ball or hit for average or RBIs home runs like him. Never seen it before in my entire life. I've been watching baseball for 54 years. I've never seen a guy that little do what he does. Now we know why he does it. Because he cheats. Because he knows the pitches. Because he knows what's coming. And he's able to react because he's a super talented player that knows how to react when he knows what the pitch is. This whole thing makes me want to puke. I'm done with the Astros and Red Sox forever. And I'm sure it's not done yet. It's just going to keep bleeding. All the news, all the lies, all the stories, all the admissions. It's never going to end. And I'm sure there's other teams doing it too. You can guarantee that. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Now I want to talk about the legendary recovery of vintage Pharrell on the bench shirts. These shirts have been gone for 25 years. Shirts were made forever ago. These shirts have long since disappeared. But suddenly, out of the blue, the magnificence of mail, the U.S. mail and the mailman, always been a fan of the mailman and the postal service and all the hardworking postal service employees that bust their ass to bring us our mail. When I hear about mail ending and mail home delivery ending and the mailman not coming to my mailbox anymore, this is a travesty. This is awful news and it cannot happen. We still have to have the mail delivered. I believe the U.S. mail is one of the most important things ever. Don't you remember when Kevin Costner played Played the mailman in the old movie where he rode the horse with all of the mail for everyone back in like the Civil War days. Very important. They've always delivered the mail. They have to keep delivering the mail. I got a package in the mail last night and I was very excited when I opened it up. An old dear friend of mine, let's call him Danny from Atlanta. Danny from Atlanta sent me a giant package. In that package, he had three, count them, three remaining Pharrell on the Bench vintage shirts. Shirts, as I mentioned, were 25 years old. This is a dramatic find. This is a lot like the swashbuckler looking for gold underneath the sea. Of course, Mike Leach is the swashbuckler. He lives in Key West in the offseason when he's not coaching football. We know that he left Washington State to take over the football program in Starkville, Mississippi at Mississippi State, which is a dangerous place to play football because players pee on the field and get in fistfights with their arch rival Mississippi when they play games in Starkville or in Oxford. But Mike believes in searching for lost treasure in the Keys, which I believe in as well. Mike has invited Pharrell to go searching for lost treasure under the sea, but I am scared to do it based on being eaten by a shark. But 
I believe in lost items being found. I'm a big fan of finding things like this and thus the find of my vintage Pharrell on the Bench shirts is an amazing development that has quickly caught the eye of all the fans across this great nation. People everywhere are talking about it. Last night, I posted a picture on Twitter of the famed front and back of the vintage Pharrell on the Bench shirt. Mafia got very angry when he saw the picture, blaming me for being super skinny-legged, twiggy-legged, And whatever else, he called me all kinds of names. It didn't matter. I don't care what he thinks because those skinny, twiggy legs back in that time were able to soar through the air and dunk the basketball in Mafia's face. When I was younger, 25 years younger, I could dunk easily and I could light it up from anywhere just like I can today. The difference between my game now and my game then was I could jump and I was lighter and younger. When you're young, you have your legs. When you're old, you don't. Mavia is going to find out the hard way because he's already 6'5", 240 and what I would deem on his way to fat him. Fat Astem is when you get over 40 to 45 years old, you will gain weight. If you are 240 now, you will be 265 then. I can guarantee it. Thus, Mafia, who cannot dunk now at 6'5", will not be able to even touch the rim then. Once his legs go, he'll be shot. So he made fun of my vintage shirt because I had skinny legs. Well, I've always been skinny. When I was young, I was even skinnier. When I was a kid, I was 125 pounds soaking wet. I was the smallest kid in my class always, but then in my sophomore year of high school, I grew a foot and a half. Then I became 6'3", but I was still twiggy-legged, but I could dunk because I was quick and fast and could jump. And when you have your legs and you can jump and dunk, you are a badass. I used to start my television show in San Francisco with a video of me in the hood dunking on people's faces. This is a very exciting thing for me to be able to dunk on people's faces and then talk smack to them. Thus, you can make fun of the front of my shirt and my skinny twiggy legs all you want, Mafia. It doesn't matter what you think because you used to play volleyball. So we can make fun of that all day if you really want me to. But instead, I'm going to let it go and let's dedicate the remainder of this show to figuring out what to do with this incredible swashbuckler type find. This t-shirt is clearly reminiscing of days of glory and of past success. And it has brought back many memories of which the back of the shirt represents. The back of the shirt has many of the sayings that have made Pharrell on the bench the notoriously great, fantastic, wonderful, amazing, non-stop dominating force that I am. My radio show and television shows are the best already. But back then, I was funnier, crazier, wilder, and drunker. These sayings have all been established as mine. These are all things that I say, no one else. Everything that you hear on the air, people saying things of the nature of bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Everyone and their brother stole that from me. You remember when I said, obviously, coup. Not only that, I had a guy in Chicago steal that one, and this fat ass went and trademarked it. He stole that from me and then trademarked it because he's such a wuss bag. 
I don't even care he stole it from me and trademarked it because he knows it's mine and I know it's mine and everyone knows it's mine so he can kiss my ass too. And if he doesn't like it, I'll beat his ass. How does that sound? That fat ass. I'll beat his candy ass, young, fat ass, easily. And Mafia knows it. He used to work with him at the planet without oxygen. He's a thief too. He should be working for the Astros. Lying scum. All right, here we go. I'm going to go through the list of things on the back of the shirt. This is all very fun. I know you're as excited as I am. Here we go. Where do you hurt? Everyone knows that's one of the great sayings on Pharrell on a bench. Where do you hurt? Bring me your pain. If you have pain, bring it to the bench. I will deal with your pain accordingly. Mostly with heroin, morphine, or Vicodin, Percocet, Roxy's, whatever it takes to relieve you of your pain. Hydrocodones, whatever it takes. If you have pain, I will cure your pain. Everyone already knows what Shake It is. Shake It Up. Legendary status, of course. I got that from Mick Jagger. And Mick Jagger always sings on shows. Now you're a pillar of society. Don't worry about things that you used to be. You're a rag queen girl. You're the queen of pawn. You're the easiest lay on the White House lawn. Get out of my life. Don't tell my wife. Don't look back. Shake It Up. You're so respectable. Shake It Up. You're so respectable. Shake It Up. You're so delectable, shake it ooh. You're so respectable, shake it ooh. That's where that comes from, just so you know. Have a lousy day. It's important that people that I don't like know that when I say have a lousy day, I mean it. When I tell you to have a lousy day, I want you to have a lousy day. I want nothing to do with you. I want you to get away from me and stay away from me. I have nothing to do with you. Have a lousy day. Then you have lock of the week. Lock of the week is a legendary saying that I used to use on events to talk about my picks. On Fridays in Los Angeles, I always gave out all of my picks. My picks are better than everyone else's. My picks are the best. My shows are the best. My handicapping is the best. I'm the best handicapper in the country, let alone on Sports Grid. Know that. Live it. I hit more bets than everyone everywhere. PharrellOnTheBench.com makes people tons of money. I charge 35 bucks a month to get my picks. You get every pick in a month, and they're ranked. Everyone makes money with my picks. By the end of the month, you will have a fat stack of cash. So, I used to call it, on Fridays, the lock of the week, which was really the locks of the week, which was all of my picks. But lock of the week came from that and was originated from that. I'm in a foul mood. I'm in a foul mood is usually three or four days a week. I'm in a foul mood. So when I do the show and I'm in a foul mood, I believe the show is better. When I'm angry and upset and in a foul mood, I believe I have better shows. It's like the Jordan rules. If Jordan is sick, he still has a big game because he's sick. And when I'm mad, the shows are better. So I'm in a foul mood came from that. I started originally 25 years ago the phrase, look out. It's so funny that all these years later, guys like Carver High say, look out or let's go. These are all things I said 25 years ago before Carver High was barely able to walk out of diapers. Somebody could lose an eye. Here's another one. I always talk about someone having their eye gouged out or losing an eye or someone could hurt you by cranking you in the eye. So somebody could lose an eye is a legendary status comment from Pharrell on the bench. Also, 79 to nothing. 
People ask me what the score of the game was. Who won? The Steelers won 79 nothing. That was a legendary line. I always like saying 79 nothing. If people say, what was the score? Instead of giving them the score that they want to hear with like the who covered the spread or what the total was, I say always. People ask, what was the score? I say 79 nothing. <laughs> oh, the humanity of it all. I say this one all the time. I like doing it. I said it on the TV shows last night. I think I've continued to say this phrase through the years almost every night. When something big happens, something crazy happens, something outrageous happens, I say, oh, the humanity of it all. Doling out minutes. I'm doling out minutes on the mahogany, waxing it up. So doling out minutes is giving you, the fans, a chance to talk on the bench. When I'm doling out minutes, that means you have the opportunity to call in and be on the show. No rules, no laws, no limits. That's when I say no rules, no laws, no limits, no love lost. Plenty of trash talking, lying, driving and crying. That is what it is. No laws, no limits, no rules. That means we follow no rules. I'm sweating. That's another one. I'm always sweating. When I'm doing the show live, I'm sweating. When I'm in the studio doing the show, I'm sweating. It's because I do the show hard. And when I'm sweating, I'm either doing the show or I'm nervous or I'm having a problem or I'm soaking wet because I'm drunk or high. If you're super high, usually you are sweating. I always say I'm losing weight. I always used to talk about if I'm dyspeptic enough and I'm troubled enough and if I'm sweating enough and I'm doing the show rowdy enough, I'm clearly losing weight. Also, the laughter of Pharrell on the bench laugh. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Here's another one. I'd rather you hate me than dislike me. It's true. There's no point in being disliked. Being disliked sucks. Being hated is way better. Being hated means full throttle hate, not being disliked. Being disliked doesn't matter at all. When someone dislikes you, it's no big deal. When someone hates you, that means you're inside their head. They're renting space in your head. You drive them nuts and they hate you dead. Getting out the kinks and phobias. That was another one, old school. Trying to get out the kinks and phobias, your fears, your problems, uh, your trepidations. And the kinks would be those phobias. When you got a little kink in your vector, you got to clear out the phobias. Fast forward. It used to be fast forward for well in your facial. Fast forward. Let's do at the end of the show a fast segment and get in a bunch of callers in a row, like 20 of them in a row, with a fast forward segment where we go 100 miles an hour. So another one is you're on the bench. That's when I used to uh, take callers and say, blah, 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 blah. You're on the bench. 
The Decadent Dance Hour. That was another one. The Decadent Dance. I love that one. The Decadent Dance. That's like a dirty dance, a little decadent dance. The Mezzanine Mess. That was another show topic name. It'd be like the Billy Idol Hour of Love up in the Mezzanine Mess. The Penalty Box is another one. We used to send callers and fans to the Penalty Box for grievous errors and problem-causing. The couch hour. That's when you're on the couch and you're being dealt with as though I'm a shrink. You need to be analyzed and you need to be dealt with accordingly. If you have mental problems, you need to come see Dr. Forelli and I will sit you down for the couch hour. I'm in for abusive language at 1832. Every crime I commit on the air or anything that I do to upset people, I'm sent to the penalty box for abusive language at 1832. Or this one, sent him to the end of the line. Of course, the great Guns N' Roses line was stolen by Pharrell for Pharrell and a bench to use forever. I'm allowed to use that same because Slash is friends with me. And so was the drummer. Everyone knew Matt Sorum. All these people love me. So I'm allowed to say, send them to the end of the line. Lick it. I also have a saying on the bench, which is, boo. That's when we boo people or boo refs or boo players or boo you. I also have 6'3", 175, and pretty as a girl. People ask me, how big are you, Pharrell? I'm 6'3", 175, as pretty as a girl. Check out, ooh. Lying and trash-talking aloud. Lying and trash-talking. You'll do whatever it takes to entertain the masses, including lying and talking trash to them. Waxing up the mahogany. Every Friday night is a pain-free Friday. I'm waxing the mahogany. The mahogany is the bench. The bench was made of mahogany. And then I know how tough it is for you. That is a saying that I have used for years with my dogs. It does not matter which dog. It could be my dog now, Boston. It could be old dogs that I used to have, like Sanders. I used to always say every day, I know how tough it is for you. Then, of course, you have... You're the man. How can I be the man when you're the man? You're the man, the man, the man, playing an old irony, hedging, hanger, 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 well done with a headbutt. I gouge. How can I be the man when you're the man? This saying was so famous that David Letterman loved it. David Letterman used it. David Letterman had me on his show twice. That is awesome because he loved what I said. How could I be the man if you're the man? Is it possible? I can never even think about being a man when you're the man. I was at the hospital the other day and the doctor told me that you were the man and I believed him. Here's another one. Screw you, lady. That's simple. If you're having a problem with your girl or with some lady at the store or some lady at the office or some lady anywhere, even at the gas station, if some lady's stepping in your boundaries or your space, you have to tell them, screw you, lady. Or how about this one? What are you looking at? I always use that one. What are you looking at? Are you staring at me? What's the problem here? What are you looking at? You want some? You want a piece of this? Then you've got beer, waffles, and brats to go. Pharrell loves waffles. Everyone loves waffles. And at the time, 25 years ago, I was a raging alcoholic that loved drinking beer. So... 
Browers go with beer. So beer, waffles, and brats to go is a great way to go to the restaurant to order waffles and brats and get beer to wash it down and get it all to go so that you can go to the football game, tailgate, or to the NASCAR race. Here's another saying, utter chaos on the streets. It's true. My show causes utter chaos on the streets. My show causes utter chaos everywhere. Every time I'm on, there's people talking about Pharrell on a bench and the utter chaos that I'm causing on the street. Welcome to pain day. Everyone knows Sunday is pain day. I made that saying up as well. Pain day, pain day, pain day. The NFL is described only in the simple term pain day. It's not called the NFL. It is called pain day. Everyone knows what Sunday is. Pain day. I'm dyspeptic, distraught, and out of hand. When I go on the air, I always say I'm dyspeptic, distraught, and out of hand because I am usually complaining or miserable or dyspeptic or distraught or generally out of hand. Something's upset me or set me off, and then I'm dyspeptic and distraught. You could end up having to go to the header all night long, every 25 to 40 minutes, to blast a gigantic Rhea session, which is not good. That means that Carver High will have to host the show if I'm running to the toilet. And I'm assuming that one of these nights at the Meadowlands, FanDuel Sportsbook, I will have to run to the toilet because I'm dyspeptic and distraught and out of hand and need to cable. No snow, but the bridge still freezes first. You always hear that. Hello, double, hello, double, hello, double. It's freezing in New York City, but I'm still not wearing a coat because the bridge still freezes first. I got Everybody knows when they're driving and there's a snowstorm coming or there's cold freezing temperatures or a blizzard or some kind of driving rain that causes sleet and ice that the bridge still freezes first. And that's where I got that saying. Driving and crying, slipping and sliding. That's the whole phrase that goes with the uh, high, low, double, high, low, double. And then I say something about the weather or the city I'm in and then the bridge still freezes first. So driving and crying, slipping and sliding. I got driving and crying from the band. Driving and crying. I love them. And I used to play their music all the time. So I made up a saying, driving and crying, slipping and sliding. High, low, double, high, low, double. It's crazy in NYC. We might get 12 degrees on Saturday, but the bridge still freezes first. I got to... I'm lousy, but I'm turning the corner. People ask me all the time, how you doing, Pharrell? And I say, I'm lousy, but I'm turning the corner. That means you're coming around. You're going to be better. Things are going to be brighter. Things are going to go in a different direction for you. It's all good. Everything's turning up roses when you're lousy, but I'm turning the corner. Setting the standard. Pharrell, of course, has always set the standard. People love my show because I set the standard. Pharrell on a bench is the standard. All others pale in comparison to Pharrell on a bench. Stay away from my sister is a legendary phrase that I've used on the show forever. I've always said it when people mention anything to do with my sister or where she's from. So when people talk about my sister, I always say, stay away from my sister. Just the other day, a golfing buddy of mine from PGA Radio, Brian Katrick, was asked about some guy's sister being hot. He said, quote, stay away from my sister, end quote, and sent me the tweet to prove that he had busted off one of my lines. And when I said that it was a strong effort, he retorted by saying, you the man, you the man, you the man, you the man. How can I be the man when you're the man? You the man, you the man, you the man, you the man, you the man. You the man. If I ain't got it all here, I need hammer, 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 and with a headbutt. This is one of my favorites as well. Hello, is your mother there, please? No, she's unavailable for comment. 
that is one of the great lines of all time. I go to people on the air when I'm doing the show and they don't answer me. I'm like, Dave in Chicago. And the guy doesn't answer. I'm like, Dave. And the guy doesn't answer. Then all of a sudden, a guy will come on at the last second and go, uh, hello? And I'll go, uh, yellow. And then the guy's like, hello, am I on the air? And I say, uh, is your mother there, please? And then the guy will go, wait, no. And then I'll go, uh, she's unavailable for comment. Hello, hello, is your mother there, please? Uh, no, um, she's unavailable for comment. Shake it. Usually one of my favorite things to say on the bench through all the years is, you lose. <laughs> you lose. People will talk all the time about the game or they, we should have won, should have, could have, would have. And I'll go, you lose. Everybody knows that I love playing that one over and over and over. You lose. <laughs> Everyone hates losing and they hate being told they lose. When you lose, you lose. Losing sucks. So whenever I can, I tell people, you lose. Or when they've lost a game, you lose. Or when they've lost their girlfriend, you lose. Or when they've lost a bet, you lose. Or when they have lost at poker, you lose. Or when they lost in horse, you lose. Or when they lost at playing hundo with Pharrell in his driveway, you lose. I love when teams are favored to win and they lose and I yell, you lose. <laughs> it's just fantastic. So there you go. There's all the sayings on the back of the vintage Pharrell on the bench shirt. Now people are clamoring to get the shirts. I have to make a decision on if we're going to recreate the shirts. Are we going to reprint the shirts? Are we going to make tons of new shirts so fans can buy those shirts? That is the question. The shirts are kick-ass. They're unbelievable. There's a picture of me on the front in a Penguins old school Lemieux jersey and I'm smoking a gigantic Partagas cigar and I'm wearing shorts and high tops and I have skinny twiggy legs like Mafia said, but I don't care what he thinks because I already know I'm a badass. The shirts are badass. The back of the shirts have every saying I've ever said. They are kick-ass and unbelievable. I think I should sell them again. I think millions of people will buy them. I think I can make a fortune selling them. And I can donate the money to no one. I will keep all of the money. And we will use the money to go to Las Vegas and gamble heavily on games because that's what we do. Because we have a massive gambling problem. And I love having a massive gambling problem because I work at Sports Grid Network, which is all about gambling every day, all day, always. We've already taken over the network and we're allowed to talk gambling and no one can stop us. No pathetic loser com lawyers can bother me anymore. I don't have to write a commercial every week for my PharrellAndAvenge.com pick service because that bothered them. That bothered the people at the planet with no oxygen and it bothered the people at CBS. It bothered the people at LoserCom because they're all a bunch of wussies. And when you're a wussy, you can't handle people like me because I gamble on sports and I win money and chicks want to sleep with me. So shut your face or I'll beat your ass and send you to the penalty box for roughing at 1832. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Shake it. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. 
I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.